Welcome to Just Between Us Girls. This is Columbus's hub for inclusive conversations on building success in male-dominated fields. Whether it's through empowerment, support, or advocacy, we talk all things professional development and breaking the glass ceiling. Welcome to Just Between Us Girls, episode two. Today, uh, well, my name is Ariani. I am your host with Thompson Restoration Associates, and today we have... Lori Rushevics with Irem Columbus. Thank you so much, Lori, for coming in today and doing this with me. Um, you're someone I respect so deeply in this industry that has done so many things and continues to do so many things, and I can't wait to talk about those things today. So, Thank you so much for having me, Ariane. Absolutely. It. So tell me a little bit about what being the executive director for Irem looks like. Um, just break it down for us a little bit, what you do um, and how that applies to our industry. You bet. I have been a member of IREM for a little over 30 years now, mm-hmm. and um, I'm passionate about it. I believe networking is the key to our industry, um, mm-hmm. getting in front of people, getting involved, getting to know people. Um, we also have a lot of education, and p- the main reason why I became part of IREM back 30 years ago was I went to my boss at the time and I wanted more education in this industry. So I was hoping he was going to tell me a program at a university in the Seattle area where I'm from and he pinpointed me to IRAM. He said, you should take the courses there because they are exactly what we do in our industry. So I dove right in and I started with my ARM, Accredited Residential Manager. And then I started to pursue my CPM, which is a certified property manager. Mm-hmm. Something that I really appreciate is that you really advocate not only for the networking aspect of what IRM has to offer, but for the managers and the people that these certifications will really assist, um, really talking about the educational resources at hand and how that kind of transformed um, the way that you grew in this industry, because um, from what I understand, you got started um, in like college housing and uh, and just kind of fell into it like most of us do. Yes. I'll actually, so back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I did start in multifamily, um, which is market rate apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been living in Madison, Wisconsin, and again fell into it because the manager at the time, she and I became friends. She was moving out of state, said, Lori, we're looking for a new manager. Mm-hmm. You have the perfect uh, personality. We'd love you to work here. So did that. Fast forward a little bit. Then I um, got married, started having children, and decided to stay home with my kids um, to raise them. And stayed home with my kids for 10 years. Um, When I decided to get back into the industry, I was sending resumes out and really not getting anything back. It was the beginning of the recession. It was 2008, 2009. Um, So I'd send out multiple resumes and it was silent. I wasn't hearing back. Um, Mm -hmm. A friend of, I knew through my kids, her husband was in the industry. And she said, well, I'll set you up with an interview um, with this company. So I met with the president. It went great. Mm -hmm. He loved me, so he pushed me forward. And I met in front of his team. Mm -hmm. And it was about seven people. It was pretty intimidating. Um, I came with my nice big day timer, Mm -hmm. which I know I told you about. I was very proud of at the time. It had a little leather on the side. Mm -hmm. They were really quizzing me. And it was, like I said, very intimidating. And one of the questions I'll never forget that they asked was, well, how do you keep 
track of your your day, your schedule, and you know, I I You're like, up, well, let I, me tell you about something. I opened up my let day me. timer and I said, well, I'm really good at this and I love this and yeah. you know, it's and this is how I do it. And they said, oh, have you heard of Outlook? And I said, well, I yes, I've heard of it. My husband uses it. So first lesson, maybe don't say that. Um, needless to say, I didn't get that job. Um, I was frustrated. I was uh, needing to get back into the workforce. I was selling homes, but we went into the re recession. So again, I needed to get back into property management because I needed a paycheck and I needed benefits. I had a son who uh, is a frequent flyer to the hospital. So. Yeah. Um, I decided to call Iram and I said, do you have any classes? I want to get my CPM. I was almost there, but hadn't finished it before I decided to stay home. They said, yeah. oh yeah, all you have left are, is the ethics class and the management plan. So they had an in-person class starting the next week. Mm -hmm. I signed up for it. I went. Um, I met all of these great people who work for this amazing multifamily company out in the Seattle area mm -hmm. and they asked me to go to lunch, they gave me their business card and that's how I started with this company yeah. in student housing as you said. Yeah. I, I said to the woman, I've never done student housing but I am a pretty quick learner, I'm willing to work with you and she said, you know what, we don't look for experience, we look for the right person, and you're the right person for us. And you know, she was like decades before her time, I feel. Because yeah. I think that that's something that's just coming to fruition is people being like, we hire for your character. We hire for the things that you can't teach. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of want to back it up a little bit to you speaking on um, getting the job that you did because one of the things that we've discussed before is these days you don't really get a job just applying behind a computer. No. And it's, I think now in a world where people want to work remote so badly and um, a lot of the job search you hear people going on Indeed and you hear people on, you know, um, different like ZipRecruiter, etc. Mm -hmm. But one of the best ways that you can set up your next step in your career is through meeting people, period. Exactly. Um, so I would love to kind of talk with you a little bit more about, you know, when you are in a position where you were a professional with years of experience, um, you knew what you were doing and you had these great systems in place, but you didn't get hired out of place. Um, and that kind of came as a result of, you know, you being out of the industry for a bit. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more on just kind of how you build networks and a lot of the times don't even know that they're going to serve you down the line. Yeah, exactly. Um, kind of going back to the Outlook thing, mm -hmm. uh, technology changed a lot in 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anybody getting back into the workforce, one of the first things I would say is maybe take some technology classes. I did take some Excel courses. Yeah. Um, you know, now I live by Outlook, right? Yeah. So, But back then, you know, it was just something I had heard of. Um, Going back to not looking at someone's experience per se, um, the company that I did work for used to say, especially leasing, looking for a leasing agent, right? Yeah. That's kind of the stepping stone into our industry. Yeah. And they would say, I don't want to even look at anybody's resume. Go to a Starbucks, go to a Nordstrom, go to your near nearest retailer that you uh, love the people that work there. Yeah. And those are the people that you want to look at 
yeah. as the foot in the door leasing agent, if they can talk to anybody, they're what we used to call it is air quotes flirt with the world, right? Yeah. You can talk to anybody. My daughter used to tell me, Mom, you can just pick up a conversation with anybody, someone mm-hmm. at the mall, someone at the grocery store. How do you yeah. do that? And I said, I do think that is natural. I think some people just naturally have that talent. Um, But I also think it does eventually come with confidence and knowledge um, and growth, right? Now my daughter is working on her PhD at University of Wisconsin. She gets up in front of lecture halls and speaks to these people. And now I'm so proud of her. I'm seeing that. But it's... You know, it's not always innate, um, yeah. but with some people it is. And definitely in this business, you got to get out there. You got to get in front of people. You got to talk with people. And maybe if it's uncomfortable for you because it isn't natural, mm-hmm. just baby steps into it. Go to an event, pull somebody aside that maybe you haven't talked to before, yeah. and just be inquisitive. Ask them questions. Yeah. Where are you from? What do you do? What company do you work for? One thing we used to talk about also at the Seattle chapter is people tend to gravitate towards the people they know. Yes. And then new people, outside people look at that and think, well, gosh, no one was friendly to me, right? Yeah. Where like is, they're so clicky. They're so and, clicky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you get out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and see someone standing there and you go up and make the, make the connection. Yeah you might walk away with a new customer, right? Or a new connection that you might work with down the road, right? Absolutely. I think that a lot of the times, the things that we think um, would be weird in in society, like going up to someone random at a bar isn't Mm -hmm. as typical as it used to be. Right. And I think that people look at situations like walking up to someone at a networking event as kind of that, where it's not as natural to them. But I think that we ought to really look at professional situations and settings like that in a different way because it's like, if we're in a professional setting and I walk up to you and you don't know who I am, naturally you're gonna ask what I do, like what's brought me here in the first place? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's almost something like for you viewers, um, if you're at a networking event and you're wanting to just kind of break the ice with someone, I think a really easy place to start is, how'd you end up here? Because we're all here for some particular reason, something has brought us here, even if it's just coming to support someone else. And it's like you said, you never know where that person could serve you down the line Mm -hmm. or you could serve them, um, even if now is not the time that you're going to link up and and do your thing. Right, right. I always tell people who are first getting involved, Mm -hmm. don't try to quantify it right away. Mm -hmm. Get in there, get yourself on a committee, get involved, start talking to people. You've got to come to the events. If, If you join and you don't ever come... You're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. So you've got to join and be involved. Show up. Show up up because you're going to get out again what you put in. Yeah. I think that's what really um, I think is the difficult part in particular um, I can give from a vendor perspective, right? You never want to come off as pushy. Right. And you don't want to, you know, you're walking in with all these prospective clients that you're wanting to impress or whatever. Um, but But a lot of the times... People don't even know what to expect, period, at these things across the board. Right. And I think when you walk in with very little expectations, like something I used to do to get myself kind of amped up to come into like Iron Events when I first started, um, was, okay, listen, if at the very least I connect with one person and get one business card and get one more LinkedIn connection out of this, 
I'm good. Yes. I've done what I needed to do. That's <laughs> perfect. A lot of the times too, it just comes down to like you go up, say hello, meet someone, you know, what do you do? And a lot of the times I try to do that with the wallflowers of the groups mm-hmm. where like I'm by myself, you're by yourself. <laughs> let's fight, let's pair up and see yeah. if we can't take this room on together. Um, and that's something I even see in the in the team I've hired here at Thompson, like with Rex and Xander. Um, they came completely from outside of this industry, mm-hmm. and I kind of watched them flourish into these roles that they're really forced to. I mean, we're you you are in a business development role. You're supposed to be talking to who knows how many people a day, right? Right. And so it's been really really incredible to see them step into these roles, and um, we almost like walk into a room sometimes, and it's like, okay, I'll see you guys at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like adios, which is um, great. Which is which is kind of how I feel like it it should be a little bit because. You know, we all work with each other. So split off from the people you came with. Right. Go and seek out someone you've never gotten to have a conversation with and see if you can't make a new connection, whether it's, um, even if it's not someone that's directly your client, who knows what you could partner up and sponsor together later. Yeah. Who knows who might they might get a inquiry from about a service you render and they don't. Um, it's just so worth it to talk to any and everyone at these events because it you just never know. You never know where <laughs> it's going to take you. And I was also going to two things along those lines. Is mm-hmm. I was a property manager for most of my career, right? Let's say 30 years, as long as I've been in Iram. And um, when you're a busy property manager, the cold calls are not appreciated, right? Let's just, we all know that. Yeah. We're all super busy. We don't know what our what is going to no two days are alike in this business and uh, you know a well-intentioned vendor could show up bringing you coffee or whatever but you're in the middle of something major right (laughs) and so you know you don't want to be rude but you're also like I I'm sorry I don't have time whereas if you're at a networking event at an IRM event time this is that time and again, you go up and talk to all of these people and you get out of your comfort zone. I mean, it's fun to talk to the people we know as well, yeah. but to get out of your comfort zone and reach out and talk to some of these other people as well. Yeah. And you don't know, like you said, where it's going to take you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I will say that job that I got into student housing was because I didn't know what else to do, take a class with Iron, and then... Out of that, I got that job. And then the other thing is, is getting involved and showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, How I switched from the multifamily side of our business, which Mm -hmm. I really was in most of my career, Mm -hmm. um, was because I was running the forecast breakfast in Seattle, and Mm -hmm. we were having a powerhouse panel of women in the Seattle, um, you know, real estate market, and the CBRE um, director was on our panel. And... She and I just connected, and she said, you know, have you ever thought of coming over to the commercial side? And I said, well, not really, because I feel like I've been in this side of the industry for For residential for so long. And she said, they're so transferable. If you're interested, here's my card. Mm -hmm. A couple months later, that's how I transitioned. And then transitioned across the United States. And one of the first things I did when I knew I was moving to Ohio was I contacted 
Iram. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was Robin the Pinson. Chapter, right? The Columbus chapter, right? Columbus chapter. And Robin Pinson was the president at the time. We met for coffee at a Starbucks in Worthington. Mm-hmm. I had no idea where I was at that time. It was yeah. 2013. <laughs> You're like, wherever up north. Wherever <laughs> I am. And, um, and then two years later, when I moved here, she was. I worked with her at CBRE. Yeah. So all of just those connections make life actually a little more streamlined and a little easier. The move to Ohio where I knew no one but my husband and his family was so much easier when I had this built-in family with Iram. I already had connections and a community with Iram that to this day I call my friends and family. So I highly recommend it, of course. I wouldn't have been doing it. This song, it was a little quiet, much smaller, about half the size it is now. And I had one of the vendors say, oh, you really should join this other association just because it's kind of the one we all join here in Columbus. And I said, you know, I have my own hard time, money, and just you know, goals in IRAM. I I have been a member for, at that time, whatever, 20, 25 years, and I can't jump ship. If anything, I'm just going to work on making this one better. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing. We've been growing. I'll tell you that's something that I find very magical is, it's a saying I say all the time now, but if you see a void, fill it. Yes. And I think um, going to what you're saying, at that time, this sleepy, like the chapter was not really, really um, moving at the time yet. And uh, last year you had a growth of what percent? Oh, uh, 57%. Yeah, yeah, 57%. Yeah. I have to give you Crazy. your own round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. But it's, it's a testament to when you see something, you could have very easily jumped ship and gone and started where, you know, everybody else was going to this other association. And instead, decided to focus your intentions on, well, this is something that means a lot to me. How do I spread this message and why this means so much to me to others? Um, And I think that that's something that's really, really important is staying true to the core of you and Mm -hmm. what you believe in and what you do. And I think that passion really shines through um, in your work with with Iram. So I have to commend you for that. Something that I really have appreciated about Iram in the last couple years is um, the diversity that's coming about. And I think that when we talk about diversity, a lot of people really see it as black and white, specifically about race. Um, What I will say is that I have really appreciated seeing the diversity in all of the other facets that it's possible to see it in. Age, socioeconomic, like having people that are from different backgrounds, um, psychologies, who, mm-hmm. people who think differently. A lot of the times when you are kind of in this echo chamber, you have all these people that think the same, talk the same, etc. Nobody's growing from that. Mm-hmm. And something I've really seen you in particular take um, under your wing is this thought of, we need to get younger people involved, we need to get people that look different, but also people that think different and, and kind of evolving the way that this chapter really looks. Um, so I'd love to kind of get into that a little bit um, and maybe how that has played a role in, in this growth as well. Yeah, I definitely was one of the things when um, I first started growing the chapter was I thought in Seattle it wasn't just the property managers who came to all these meetings. I started yeah. inviting my assistant um, managers, my assistant a- admin people, mm-hmm. my um my maintenance guys, my chief engineer. Now they couldn't always come, Mm -hmm. but 
it opened their eyes. And I would say, if you want to take any classes, you can take them. Our chief engineer did the engineering course online through yeah. IRAM, and he thought it was great. Um, my assistant, I was, um, you know, kept budgeting for her to take some things. But she said to me one time, she said, you know what? I really like to be an associate manager. I'm not mm -hmm. sure I need to do the ed education. I just like being included. I like coming. I like yeah. helping you at the events. And so I always say people come for different reasons. We don't yeah. all have to come for the same reason. Some people come for the education. Some people come for the networking. Mm -hmm. Some people come because they just want to get out of the office for an hour or two. Which is fun, fair. Right? <laughs> right? And so yeah. I would sign my team up, all of them, every year because I thought even though they're not going down the same path I'm going down, they have their own journey. Yeah. And I would ask all of them every year, do you want me to budget for this next year? And every year they said, yes, mm -hmm. I love coming to Iron Lori. Thank you so much for getting me involved. Yeah. And then along those lines also, I worked for Barry Blanton in Seattle, mm -hmm. who I want you to uh, yeah. interview. Oh, I can't and wait to connect with. Which, by the way, I kind of want to carry <laughs> on our Seattle game into this I know. episode. We might have to have so. a Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. So we have... A small tradition in Iram where every time Lori says Seattle, we take a little sip. And today we're drinking water, but but we are we, we may have to carry that into this. You know, to stay yes. hydrated. Yes, stay <laughs> hydrated. So I learned a lot from him. He was also an international president for Iram yeah. two years ago. And he really, he and his partner Heidi Turner both really think outside the box. Yeah. Um, and kind of what I had mentioned earlier is... They don't always look at the re resume. Right. Um, with me, they didn't care that I had been out of the workforce for 10 years. They didn't care that I didn't know the technology. They knew I could learn all of that. They yeah. were willing to work with me. They were willing to train me. And and they also saw I had a passion for IRAM, and they were all very involved with IRAM. Yeah. Um, and... They said, again, we we don't hire for the experience. We hire the person, the whole person that we see. And yeah. again, you're not going to know what a person is like in an interview, right? Exactly. So how do you get to know people? How do you get to see people by doing these networking events and getting involved? Yeah. Now, again, you get out what you put in. When the director in Seattle... Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Saw me um, doing what I do, running the forecast. She just loved my energy, and she said that. Now, had I just joined IRAM and sat back and you not know, maybe really been involved, not been involved, she would have never had the opportunity to see that. But because yeah. I was running the forecast event, she saw that energy and saw my initiative and wanted. Yeah. to speak with me about it. I will tell you one thing that I really have appreciated about the ability to be involved in associations and um, putting in so that I do get out. Something I've really noticed is the best relationships I've made with some of my you know, property managers and people that I hoped to make a connection with was when we were joining so you know certain committees and things like that and we would do things together and when you're working collectively toward a task that doesn't particularly benefit any and we're all here volunteering our time in all right. actuality but when you go to do something together and take on a project um 
it makes you work with someone that you wouldn't typically be working with. In this case, a prospective client, for example. And they get to see the way that you move mm -hmm. before it even gets to that point. So it's really, really important, I think, to give people the ability to see what you can do when they're either not paying you or mm -hmm. it's not in your or their best interest. Right. I think that's the best time to shine right. because it really shows like you said, the core of who this person is. Mm -hmm. When we're just showing up for the sake of we're gonna we're gonna say we're say we're gonna do this thing, we're gonna do it together, you really get to hands on, see what your client is like, mm -hmm. see what you see if this is even a person you wanna work with. Yeah. I say this all the time, y'all. I'm breaking the fourth wall right now. <laughs> what I wanna really, really get people to understand is that not everyone is your client. Not everyone is a fit to work with. Whether you want to work with everyone or not, a lot of the times it's important to be very strategic about this person understands the systems I use, this person likes to communicate the way that I do, or I can you know, change my communication methods so that, this person, um, so that it comes across right to this person. But a lot of the times there are people that you're just not gonna mesh with in business, right. and that's okay. And it's always better to get more no's so that you can get to the yeses. That's very And valid. that's just the way yeah. it is, you know? Um, I wanted to kind of talk with you, going back to this awesome growth that you guys have had. When we're reaching our goals, we're always setting these new, you set a goal post, you surpass it, so we naturally shift that goal post again. And a lot of the times that leaves us um, almost feeling like you know, you have to stay so, so, so aggressive in order to, what, what is the limit, right? Right. I would love to talk to you about um, staying aggressive and how you do so um, as, even after you've reached your goals or surpassed them. I, you know what? I, it's funny because I've had people ask me why I am so passionate about Irem. Mm -hmm. And I don't know exactly. I don't, but it, but it is something to my core. Yeah. I think because going back mm -hmm. to that original boss of mine who suggested that I join Iram. Yeah. Um, I have reaped so many rewards along this journey of over 30 years being involved with it from Seattle to uh, Ohio to just some of the global conferences I've been able to go to. Mm -hmm. um, so it's passion for me. And, and I don't give up because I've also seen the Seattle chapter. And I'm sorry, we're going to have to drink water. <laughs> we're going to be so hydrated. We're going to be so hydrated. Mm -hmm. It's a very big and robust chapter. And I learned a lot from them. And I've seen where we can go. And yeah. I... And we're getting there. Yeah. We're we're almost there, and maybe we'll surpass them. But um, I know what it looks like. I know what it can be, yeah. and and that's where part of my passion comes from, also, because I just know that we can just take it to the next level, yeah. and and I want to keep doing that. Yeah, um, I think that speaks to like the best way to know where you're going is to see where you've been. Mm -hmm. And to kind of look over your shoulder and look at the experiences that you've had, which is why it's important to continue to make experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really, really so important, I think, to recognize that you do have to kind of like smell the flowers where you are in the moment because you never know when that becomes your next like thing that you've just beat. 
Yeah, you yeah. know, and I, I think that that's, it's really, really great what you just said about being able to, you know, look at this is something we've done. So let, like, I know I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I will. I was a college athlete. And yeah. <laughs> that does come into play. I think you, I do have a bit of a competitive nature. Yeah. Um, and so I don't like to give up. Yeah. And, and I am very loyal to this organization. And um, so I keep wanting to push it to that next level. And yeah see how much better we can become and we are just seeing the momentum um like you already mentioned you know we just we just keep growing we this event that we have this week we've done it the last two years and we've had about 30 people coming to it and we have 125 people signed up for stop yeah so awesome i've been reaching out to volunteers to help us and we've got a great group coming to help and i'm excited to see where it goes but we you know our our golf outing last year was double what it's been in the past and um our forecast we got to the 300 that it was our Mm -hmm. goal and Mm -hmm. i love to see you flex a little bit on (laughs) what's going on because i think a lot of the times we try to downplay our success a little bit and you know oh yes like i this this happened this happened but like it's really really nice to be able to say we did this. Yeah, we <laughs> like, did. This is getting done. We did, and um, we've so got a lot of positive people that are helping. All of our industry partners, like mm-hmm. you and um, you know our forecast team mm-hmm. and um, and the board of directors. And I'm excited because we're going to do a meet the board, which we haven't done before, and that's yeah. going to be in March. And we're bringing bringing past presidents back, so people mm-hmm. can ask them questions and. And ask why IRAM and why have you stayed involved with IRAM all these years? Yes. And I think that there are two important things I think you said there. One, the fact that now, so you reaching out to volunteers to help you with this event. If you know Lori, she's getting better at delegating these days. I'm learning. (laughs) And so, number one, when we reach these goals and when we grow to a certain extent, Putting the places, putting the things in place to help us support this this mass growth, right? But number two, also looking to um, continue to di- to di- diversify mm-hmm. the way that you do things when you do reach a certain goalpost. So it's nice to hear that even though you're having such success and you're moving things forward, you're continuing to think how do we make it bigger, better, and just keep you know making this robust programming and doing things that you haven't done before. Because a lot of times, same thing, you reach these goals, you get complacent, and you don't continue to innovate so that you can set that next goal and reach that next goal. Um, so that's really, really important what you're doing, and, and it's great to have you as our fearless leader. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Absolutely. You. Um, so getting into our next thing, girl. So um, going back to your story a little bit about being outside of the workforce for a while mm-hmm. um, and just what that, the evolution of that. And even for you, like at that time, a single mom getting back into the industry, or were you, were you, um, were you single yet when you were? No. Okay. Okay. I was not okay. yet. When I was getting back into the industry, mm-hmm. fortunately, uh, my hu- husband at the time had some addiction issues mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there, there's movies about it now about the painkiller, um, addiction. Yeah. And unfortunately he had had a surgery and got addicted to, um, you know, the, Vicodin and Percocet and mm-hmm. went down a bad path um, with alcoholism as well. It runs in his family. And 
I was trying my hardest to keep everything together um, yeah. until he got in a car accident with our children in the car. And I, I a lot of times don't like to talk about this side of my life because it's a, it's a pretty dark side of my life. But yeah. if I could help someone that is maybe going through a similar situation, I would be, be, be happy to help navigate that because yeah. it's not a fun time in life when you have zero control over someone else who used to be your partner. Yeah. He was a very successful man, so much so that I was able to stay home for 10 years. Yeah. And I kind of gave up myself a little bit at that time. And I'll never regret it. Yeah. I loved the 10 years that I stayed home with my children. It's probably one of the best times of my life. Mm -hmm. But as he just, you know, started to deteriorate, I had to really get my things back in line get in the and, driver's seat. and back in the driver's seat. And um, like I said earlier, I needed a paycheck. I needed benefits because he had lost his job. Uh, I had yeah. a frequent flyer to the hospital. My son was born with a birth defect, and um, so I needed all of those things. So that's how I needed to get back into the workforce and get back into property management because I had been doing uh, selling of homes, and it was the recession. Yeah. And as we know, that was not a good time to be selling homes. So, 100%. Um, Got back into the workforce, worked really, really hard, became a single mom. Mm -hmm. um, and I know we've discussed um, the independence and the financial independence. Yeah. Um, I have had a hard time letting go. I am remarried, and that's the reason why I moved to Ohio, and I'm with a wonderful man. Um, and we've blended our families, which again is not an easy task. Yeah. I'm happy to talk to anybody who <laughs> yeah, needs help navigating that. that. Yeah. Um, well, because that's one of the things, like when you have all these personal things going on, it very much affects the way that your professional life evolves. Absolutely. At that time, you know, you have all of these fluctuating needs. Now, all of a sudden, your needs have completely changed mm -hmm. and it's crazy how much I think a lot of the times we don't give grace to people that are experiencing certain tumultuous things in their personal life and it affects their professional life and we almost expect people to just show up in the same way that they would typically and that's not reality yeah. that's not the human aspect of what we do in our professions yeah, it's interesting that you say that because when I was going through all of that and I was managing University of Washington housing through our third-party company, yeah. um, after it was all said and done, the director of housing for University of Washington, somebody made a comment about me recently going through a divorce and she said, oh gosh, Lori, I'm so sorry, I didn't know you, you were going through a divorce. And I said, well, it wasn't something that I advertised or talked about, right? Yeah. Because... I couldn't lose that job. I needed that job because I needed to raise my children and have the benefits. So when my son ended up in the hospital again, I was providing for him. Yeah. So now I can talk about it a little bit more easily, but it still was a very hard time in my life. But I used to always say my motto was, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Yeah. Because Shout out, Carrie. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you know, I, um, and I, and I tell my son, because he's had a hard time, his dad has since passed away at the young age of 45, um, and I always say, you know what, we got to be strong, because mm -hmm. we got to move forward, and all of these things, struggles in the back, 
are what make you stronger. Yeah. And you just got to rise above it and you got to keep pursuing, um, you know, what makes you better and stronger. And yeah. that's what I kept doing. And that's how I'm in Ohio now. <laughs> <laughs> we love having you here. Thank you. We could, I, I, could, I couldn't imagine um, going through something like that. So I, I really commend your strength in going through that evolution. Because that really, I think, transforms you as a person. And it redefines a lot of the things that we um, previously... Like, a lot of times when you go some, through something like that, it redefines the way that you saw particular things. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I know that we, um, we're going to talk about is financial independence and yes. economic freedom. And what those words mean to a lot of us and maybe how that took a change within you. I think a lot of times we think about financial independence as like... I'm going to be rich. <laughs> I'm going to be able to do whatever I want, quit my job, whatever it is. And um, in certain situations I've been in, I have come to find like financial independence just means, am I going to get to go to the movies after I pay all my bills or, yeah. or whatever it is? And so, so yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about that. So that is, yeah, something we talked about with uh, turning, so quitting my job and becoming a stay-at-home mom, I turned everything over to yeah. my husband and just let him be in control of it. Yeah. Um, 100%. Even I had a little family um, inheritance that came in. I let him have complete control of it. At the time, wow. I didn't know he had addiction problems. Um, wow. So I learned the hard way through all of that. Um, and now in my partnership, we keep everything pretty separate. And I guess, you know, I learned that I don't ever want to be in that predicament where. Yeah. If something happens, you all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what credit cards we could have. I don't know what bank account we have. I yeah. don't, so I will never do that again. Yeah. Um, I learned the hard way, and I guess, again, that's how you move forward and you grow from it, um, yeah. is you want to be stable and grounded that if something did happen to that person who is your partner yeah. you know that you can move forward right yeah. you're not trying to find everything and trying to understand what's been going on for the last 10 years yeah. which is what I had to do well yeah. and I think that it also really speaks to like regardless of whether you're in a partnership or or whatever that looks like for you how important it is to still hold, hold your own yeah, have your own and and really make sure that um you like you always concern yourself with you first. Yes. I think that like I I'm not a mother yet, um but I think that especially in mothers I see mm -hmm. this where the minute children come along, a family comes along, the priorities completely change mm -hmm. and it becomes all about everyone else and you fall to the wayside a bit, and it it sucks. To see because I see a lot of very strong, very empowered women almost get broken down by that cycle because they feel like they don't, they're not their own being anymore. Um, so it's, it's incredible to see someone like yourself that has really taken um, these things and, and empowered yourself from it and really stood on your own two feet and just got back up on the horse. Yeah, I will say in those 10 years, I might have lost myself a little bit. Yeah. And then with what happened with uh, my children's dad, it did make me get on the saddle and ride that horse <laughs> into the sunset and, and bring me here. And, um, you know, as a mother, you, do, you become that mother lioness. And you, mm -hmm. there is no other love than with those children. And, sorry, it, 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 it is... 
you just, it's hard. You, you, and you don't, I think now that they're older, I feel that's why I am on fire again because I've regained myself, right? Um, Those years when you're raising them and that is your whole focus, um, you are juggling so much, um, but it makes you such a strong person, right? Um, You gain so many skills in that time. You really do. That will serve you later when you are ready to be on fire for yourself again. Absolutely. Like I can't even imagine all the multitasking, all the mental acuity that you have to build yeah. to be able to manage not only your life, but then the life of all these other beings that depend on you. Well, I did remember seeing something on social media that mm-hmm. said, you want to get something done, you ask a mother and yeah. she will get it yeah. done, right? Because yeah. you're, and my, my aunt used to say to me too, if you want to get something done, ask the busiest person in the room because they're going to get it done, right? Yeah. Because, again, back to Outlook, we were talking earlier. I put when I'm going to work out, when I'm going to run to the post office, when I'm going to run to the bank. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, then, you know, your life is a bit scattered. So in this day and age, and it's funny to go back to the Outlook that I'm pretty sure I didn't get that job from because (laughs) I had my pretty day timer there. Look at what a pivotal play, what what a pivotal thing that has now become in your life. And I bet you like, that's a moment you'll never forget. Never. But I bet you never imagined that now you'll be on the other side of it talking about Outlook and being like, and I use it every day, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And I live by it. And I would say to any of these moms getting back into the industry, Take a little class on Outlook. It's not that hard. And once you've got it mastered, you will live by it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is another aspect to you. You get in what you put out or you put, you put, you you get out what you You put put in. in. Yeah. Because it's very easy. I think when life knocks us down a little bit to kind of take it and, and, and take a sap and not move forward the way that we maybe once would have. Um, but with you actively choosing to like I, I gotta do this I gotta do this and I can't just like sit around and like I've, I must move forward um, you put in and now you're getting to get out um, and, and that's such a beautiful evolution to see within another person so congratulations on everything Thank you. absolutely Thank you. well as we close this episode out um, I'd love to hear a little bit about what you would hope to leave people with today um, and, and any forward thoughts on um, maybe Iron's growth or what you plan to do next. Yeah, um, forward thinking thoughts and what people can get out of this is never give up. Um, know that before you get an, a yes, I think I read somewhere and I think it's changed. I know you mm-hmm. salespeople talk about this. Before you get an yes, you might get seven no's. Is yeah. that, I mm-hmm. think I've heard that and mm-hmm. I think it's even more, it's more so now. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was hard for me in the beginning. I like yeses. And me too, I, girl. <laughs> I want people to like me and I, do, and I think, well, what, why don't you want to do that? And, mm-hmm. You don't like me or you don't like what I'm saying? So that was hard for me and I, I had to learn to maybe not take it so personally. So um, that's one thing I would say is don't ever give up. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, be positive. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love um, is I, I'm, I love Starbucks. I'm a, I'm a Seattle girl. Are you a Seattle girl? Yeah. And there is this barista 
in Dublin, uh, one of the drive-throughs that, and this used to happen in my old neighborhood, mm -hmm. um, where I'd come up and they'd say, "Hi, Lori, do you want your huge?" <laughs> and so there, cute. there is a gal in Dublin now. And I thought, you know what? If I was hiring for leasing agents, I would hire that girl. Mm -hmm. So when you're out there, everybody in property management. Mm -hmm. Be looking at your barista. Be looking at mm -hmm. your retail sales gal that you think, huh, mm -hmm. this person might be really good in our industry. They've got a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. I will say in our industry sometimes, because it's hard. It's, it's hard it being in property management. It's not an easy job, and it's not always... Um, it's sometimes a thankless job, right? Yeah. And, and you're just worn out some days. And... And come to the event, show up, even though you, you think, oh, I just want to go home tonight. Come to the event, show up, because it's going to put you in a better mood, and you're going to talk to someone mm -hmm. who's going to make you smile like Ariani. Yep. <laughs> and, and try to sometimes, and this is hard because I had a problem with it too, get out of your head. Yeah. Get out of your head and... That's a big one, I think. Yeah. I think when we are busy, we don't think we're allowed fun. Mm -hmm. And that's like insane because yeah. I will tell you, a lot of the times the only way to get out of your cycle is to break it with something that you wouldn't typically do. Exactly. Like it, the only way to kind of a adopt this into your everyday is to go ahead and just start doing the things that yeah. you wouldn't typically do. Um, be scared. Be scared. Be terrified yeah. every day, whenever you can. <laughs> and and show up. And, and even show up. if you, I know that sometimes you think, oh gosh, I've got a financial report that's due to my owner tomorrow, and you think, oh, I can't leave it. Yeah. But leave it for a little bit. Even if you just say, you know what, I'm not going to go for the full two hours. I'm just going to go for a couple hours. Yeah. And you go, you're probably going to end up staying because you're going to have fun. I know yeah. that's how I was. But then you are in a better mood. You'll be better for it because you yes. turn around, you have fresh eyes, mm -hmm. and who knows. Maybe you go with that problem and you leave with a solution because you have talked to somebody about it. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing I've seen is like, even when I don't feel like, because here's the thing, in business development, I think a lot of the times people feel like they're performing. Yeah. And you, I got to go perform. I got to turn on the lights. <laughs> when you don't feel like it, when you don't feel like being a smiley, chipper people person. Yeah. But you go maybe with this issue you've been dealing with all day yeah. and you propose to whoever you're having a beer with at the moment or whatever yeah. and be like, dude, I don't even know what to do. Like this person's just difficult to work with or whatever it may be. And maybe they pose a perspective or a question that makes you think harder about it or be even just put you in a position where you really do get to look at something fresh eyes. A lot of the times you don't know the power of what people from the outside will be able to give you on the inside of your situation. Perfectly said. It's so yeah. true. Every time... I, before I was in this position and I was stressed out at work mm -hmm. um, and thought, oh, I signed up for that event tonight and I don't know yeah. if I really can go. <laughs> but then I'd make myself go because I was on the board, I was the president mm -hmm. or pre vice president, and I would go. I always left it with a better perspective, yeah. a smile on my face, happy when I got home for my husband, yes. which is a good thing too. Yes. Um, and then I'd probably sit down at my laptop that mm -hmm. evening and finish my report. And then I'd realize, you know, that wasn't that bad, right? And yeah. I got to do it all, yeah. right? And there you go. Yeah. And, you know, in closing out with, with the beautiful thing you just said is sometimes you have to commit yourself. You have to commit your future self. 
-hmm. Sometimes you have to join that committee, you have to join that board, you have to put yourself in a position where later you can't say no so that you get the things done that you imagine yourself doing. Um, Committing your future self, I think, is the perfect way to get yourself out of a box that you're used to being in. I'm going to um, use that. Committing yeah. your future self. I like that one. It's it's important to... Yeah. I, that's a lot... A lot of times, like, again, going back to, like, people being like, how are you doing so many things? I'm like, listen, past me is making me do this right now. I'm like, even if I don't want to be here, past me said, you're head of this committee now, you've got to go. Yep. And sometimes that's just how you make yourself do things. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on to this episode, thank Lori. You. Um, who would you choose as the next guest if you had to? Oh, gosh. There's a lot of people out there that I can think of mind. I love Michael Capella of CBRE. I love oh. Amy Taylor of the CDDC. She's mm-hmm. been on our, both of them have been on our forecast panel several times now. They're and smashed amazing. it. And smashed it. Um, Kevin Zepernick, some of our board members like Keith Jones. Um, mm-hmm. And then I know that I mentioned also maybe someone from Seattle. I'd love to have you talk <laughs> to Barry Blanton because yeah. he is one of my mentors. I've mm-hmm. learned a ton from him. A lot of what I do for this IRAM, yeah. it has been learned from him and his partner, Heidi Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you could do a podcast awesome. virtually. I want to see if we go national, uh, guys. Do it. <laughs> to Seattle. To Seattle. Oh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> well, I thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. And I am so, so excited to, we always get into this stuff. So I can't wait to always continue our conversations and to see all the things that you're going to do with Iram. Um, and if you are coming back from our last episode, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, can't wait to see you next episode with Bob Weiler from the Robert Weiler Company. We're going to be talking all things tokenism and other major setbacks. See you later. <laughs> all right, girl, we did it. Oh, I'm sure there were parts you're going to be like, no. oh, all right.